Um, two weeks ago, uh, I preached out of the books of Numbers and Joshua, and I talked a lot about circumstance. And I talked about who uh, is in control of our circumstance. And I made the point that very, very, very rarely is it us who's in control of our circumstances. Life happens. Things happen. With the next thing you know, a, a circumstance has been thrust upon us. Something we couldn't have planned for. Something most likely we didn't want. Um, and there we find ourselves in the midst of a circumstance beyond our control. And I pose the question, who is in control of your circumstances? Because there's going to be somebody. It's not going to be you. It's not going to be me. But it's going to be somebody. It's either going to be God, because we, we give him control. And we say, Lord, have your way. Lord, take the wheel. You got the reins, Lord. You're in control. So, Lord, I, I give you control, and I trust you in this circumstance. It's either going to be the Lord... Or it's going to be the enemy. And trust me, the enemy wants to be in control of our circumstance. He, he, he'll have a heyday with it. He wants to bring fear. And he wants to take away hope. And he wants to just come to steal, to kill, to destroy. And we're reminded that Jesus came so that we might have life and have that life to the fullest. But that comes with a surrendering, saying, Lord, this is beyond me. And I trust you with it and I give it to you. So we're going we're gonna to stay in the book of Joshua. We're going to stay in Deuteronomy. If you have your Bibles or your mobile devices, um, we're going to be in Deuteronomy 1, Deuteronomy 31, and, jo- excuse me, and Joshua um, chapter 1. And we're going to talk about a topic tonight, today. <laughs> I'm so used to tonight. That's number one. Because it used to be Saturday nights, and now it's Sunday mornings. Um, I'm going to preach on a topic that we very much have control over. That we very much have say in. In fact, if we pay attention in this topic, we're going to see that the table is set to to walk in victory and to encourage others in that walk. Tyron Daniel came and preached a handful of weeks ago and talked about the fruit of faith or the fruit of fear, that we're going to eat from one of those. We're going to eat from the the fruit of faith or fear. Um, And friends, we have the opportunity to not just feast ourselves on on faith and on life, but to encourage others in this as well. So the title of today's message is Encourage Courage. Encourage Courage. Courage. In the book of Joshua, in chapter 1, we see four times there's a phrase that's uttered, there's a command that's given, and that command was this. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we walk in strength? How do we muster up courage? I hope to be very redundant in the theme today is that encouragement brings about courage. Encouragement brings about courage. 
if my brother is, is going through a difficult time and he is not feeling courage, I can't hype him up into courage. But you know what I can do? I can encourage him. And I can hope in encouraging him that it fills his heart with encouragement that becomes courage. That's what this, that's what this sermon is about. Encourage courage. We're going to encourage until courageousness comes out. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to encourage our hearts. We're going to encourage until the fruit of that is what? Courage. I heard it one time. I think you guys think I have like trick questions. You're like, I know it. Here's the curveball. No, no, this, no. We're going to encourage until the result is what? Courage. Until it brings about courage. In this passage from Deuteronomy, Moses is given, in Deuteronomy 1, Moses is given a recap of a conversation that he had with God where the Lord gives him some very disappointing news. God tells Moses, you will not be entering into the promised land. In fact, none of the adults are going to be entering into the promised land. Except for these two guys, except for Joshua and Caleb. Because everyone else allowed fear. Everyone else started fear-mongering and saying, our kids are going to be devoured. Our kids are going to be destroyed. And he's like, the kids are going to make it in. You won't. Because you didn't trust me. Because you allowed fear. Because you believe the report of the enemy. So in, in Deuteronomy 1, Moses is recapping this conversation with God. He said, you're not going in. Two guys will. They're going to carry these kids. By the time the kids get in, they're going to be adults because it's going to be 40 years from now. More good news. Then God has this wonderful bit of news. And by the way, don't attack any of your enemies because I am not with you. Don't attack anyone. Because they're like, Lord, Lord, you're you're with us, you're with us. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Don't go pick any fights. Because you were completely on your own if you do. And of course they did, and they had to find out the hard way. Good talk, God. Good talk, God. After my upcoming 40 years of footwork that's futile. Is there another F? Another, I don't know, my alliteration's there. At the end of this time, what, Lord? What then? Do you have anything else for me? He says, in fact, I do. And that brings us to Deuteronomy 1, 38. At this point in the conversation, the Lord says, Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall enter. Then what does it say? Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Long before the four times the command uttered, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Long before this is uttered, what does God say to Moses? Encourage him. Encourage Joshua. Church, it is not uncommon for the Lord to ask us to do something that completely defies our circumstances. Circumstances that we're supposed to be giving Him control of. But it's very common for the Lord to ask us to trust Him in the midst 
of bad news or a difficult time. I've been asked at times, you know, there's times it's like, Lord, I, we don't have enough money to pay the bills, Lord. We barely have enough money to, to put food on the table. And the Lord will say, speaking of food on the table, I want you to give this to this family. They could use some food on their table. I'm like, Lord, did you not hear anything I just said? And he's like, yeah, I, I heard you. Do you trust me? Because you're sitting there talking about food on the table, and I just pointed out to you someone who needs food on their table. So we see this right now with Moses. In the midst of this difficult time, he's saying, hey, encourage Joshua. He's my man. He's going to lead them into promise. Encourage Joshua. But Lord, you just got to tell me, don't tell me that I wouldn't go in. I know, I know, but this isn't about you, Moses. This is about, see all those kids? That mass, that mass amount of people following you. Uh, and, and in the word it says that it was so much, that it was as, as if the stars in heaven. That's how many people were following. He's like, all these little ones, they get to go in. And I'm, and I'm choosing Joshua to do it. So encourage him. Because I need him courageous. I need him courageous. But before he can be courageous and strong, I need you to encourage him. I need you to encourage him with some very key things. We're going to see in the Word three key things that that we're to encourage one another in. Number one, the promise. Number two, the prophetic. Number three, the presence. The promise, the prophetic, and the presence. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall enter. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Friends, no matter who we are, no matter who we are, no matter how confident we are, no matter how strong we are, no matter how many years we've been in the game, none of us, none of us, from the little ones to the seasoned veterans, none of us can fully walk in faith without encouragement. None of us. We all need encouragement. If you know me, you know that I, I'm a fairly confident guy. I think I have a, a firm sense of identity. I know who I am. I know I, who I am in the Lord. I know who my weakness is, and I know that the blood of Jesus is greater than those, and I know who my, where my strengths lie, and, and I try and operate in those strengths, but I, I have a sense of confidence. If you know me, you know that about me. That doesn't mean I'm beyond encouragement. Our little ones, they need to be constantly be encouraged. Constantly encouraged. You know, my son tells me, Dad, I think I'm going to be president one day. You know what I said? I'd vote for you. I'd, you got my vote. You can do it. I can help you get there. we got to encourage one another. You know, you see a little one? You see one of these little girls? I, I try and tell them all the time. Oh my gosh. Hello, you brilliant one. Come here, you bright, brilliant, beautiful, smart, talented, incredible little thing. How are you this morning? Same thing with the guys. Hello, handsome. Why? We need encouragement. If you're taking notes, write this down. A leader's courage develops as the fruit of being encouraged. A leader's courage develops out of the fruit 
of being encouraged. The Lord speaks an encouraging word to Moses and asks him to share this with someone else, right? The Lord speaks an encouraging word to Moses and asks him to share that with Joshua. What do we call that? Anyone know what we call that? When the Lord speaks something to us and we're supposed to encourage someone else with it, we have a word for that. We use that. As a matter of fact, I think we have a microphone that bears that name. What is it called when the Lord speaks something to us and wants us to encourage someone else with it? What's that called? Prophecy. It's called the prophetic. The Bible says that all prophecy is for the edification and the building up of the church. When God speaks something to us, it doesn't have to, you know, sometimes it, it gives glimpses into what, you know, God has for us. And it, sometimes it speaks of the future, but other times it just builds us up. Let's see what Moses does with that. So now we're in, in we were in Deuteronomy 1, now we jumped to 31, verse 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. I want to stop right there. He's encouraging him with the prophetic right now. This is what the Lord has said to me you're going to do. And guess what? You're going to do it. You're, you're the Lord's man. He has chosen you for this time. You're going to take them in. Be strong and courageous. You're going to bring them in. You're going to bring them in. He's true on his promises. He's, he's true to do what he said. And Joshua, you are the man that God has chosen to do it. So be strong. Be courageous. Verse 8, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. You guys, right there contained within that, that passage are the three encouragements that I told you about. The promise, the prophetic, and the presence. Moses reminds Joshua of God's promises. We need to remind one another of his promises. We need to encourage one another with his promises. And I will say this. It's pretty hard to remind one another of the promises of God if we don't spend time in his words so that we know the promises of God. We need to know what the promises of God are. We need to know what the word of God says. You guys, we can encourage one another with the word of God and it, it doesn't, let's not confuse the prophetic and, and the promise, Okay. I can, I can encourage, I can encourage my sister with any scripture, and I'll trust the Holy Spirit to just take it. You know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Be encouraged. And walk away. The word of God does what it does. It brings forth life and fruit. And just who knows how the Holy Spirit's going to use that? But we encourage one another with the promises of God contained in His Word. We encourage one another with the prophetic. Hey, the Lord's not done with you. Hey, I know you're feeling weak. I know, hey, Jeremy, I know you had a difficult week. And you faced some things I've never heard of anyone facing this week. But God is your source. He is your strength. 
Lean on him. Don't do it in your own strength. He will sustain you. He will carry you through. He will. He is true. Guys, that was the prophetic. That was the encouragement of, of just letting the Lord, the Lord drew me over here and it's like, just go ahead and start speaking and, I, and I'll, I'll let you know how I want him encouraged, how I want him edified and uplifted. And then the presence. Do you see the great links that Moses went to to talk about the presence of God? He says, the Lord who goes before you he will be with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He reminds him of the presence. You have the presence of the Lord. It goes before you. You're not going to go into uncharted territory. Where you're going, you're not going alone. You're not the scout. The Lord's going to be your scout on this one. You were a scout before. You were part of a, a team sent out to spy out the land. But guess what? Now the Lord goes before you. Now the Lord goes before you. He's your scout. Do not be dismayed. He is with you. He will never leave you. He won't leave you hanging. He won't forsake you. Friends, we need to be encouraged with the fact that we're not alone. That we have the presence of the Lord. If we have trusted our life in Jesus Christ, then we are never alone. Ever. At times, we just have to be reminded of it. I love that song that says, Let us become more aware of your presence. Lord, let us become more aware of your presence. You're here. Let us just become more aware of it, Lord. Let us be reminded that you are here with us. Moses reminds Joshua of the promises. Then he prophesies what in the Lord's strength Joshua is going to do. And then Moses encourages Joshua with the reminder of God's presence. So God tells Moses to encourage Joshua. Moses obeys and he encourages Joshua. And then check this out. The Lord's like, he needs more encouragement. So God himself encourages Joshua. Verse 23, still in Deuteronomy 31. And the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. I will be with you. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? The Lord's saying, my servant Moses spoke on my behalf, but let me just go ahead and reiterate. And he says the exact same thing. He encourages him with promise. He speaks of what he's going to do, the prophetic. And then the, in the presence, he says, I will be with you. And then what happens? Moses dies. And what does the Lord do? He encourages. He encourages. Joshua 1. 1 through 3. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. Moses. 
down to verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Once again, does this sound familiar? Guys, it is okay to have a predictable message. It is okay to have a predictable message of the love of God. That we can have hope in Jesus Christ. That He is the way, the truth, the life. That He loves you. He's not mad at me. He's a good father. He's good and only good. Every good thing comes from him. Friends, it is it is never wrong to be redundant in these truths. Because you know what? We need to hear it three or four times before it starts to sink in a lot of times. And Joshua needed encouragement. Why? Because it was a specific call that was upon his life to bring people into promise. To bring what used to be little ones into promise. So imagine Haven, young Haven here, 40 years from now. And that's when he gets to walk into promise. And that's what Joshua, that Joshua has known that was his call for 40 years. I'm going to bring Haven into promise. He's going to get to come into promise. Michael won't. Haven will. Adults, no. Children, yes. Except for me and Caleb, you know. Friends, you tell me there's not the need for constant reminding of 40 years in walking in the desert, in the wilderness. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Friends, spending time in the Word matters. Spending time in the Word matters. I I promise you this. I promise you this. You will get the full arsenal of the enemy's attack to keep you from spending time in the Word, to keep me from spending time in the Word. You know what the enemy wants more than anything? Is for me to not be in the presence of God. To be so busy with all these other things that I am not in the presence of God and that I am not in His Word and that I'm not reminded of His promises and His goodness. That's the single biggest attack against my life. Because if if He can accomplish that in my life, that will affect my marriage, that will affect my fathering, and that will affect my leading. Guys, it's it's no different just because I'm a pastor. It is no different. The enemy wants to keep us from, from being reminded of the promises of God contained in His Word. Let's stand on guard against that. Let's be strong and courageous against that. He says, for then, for then, so then meaning what? After you've done this, after you've meditated on on these writings. So he's talking about the, the law and he's talking about Moses, but let's talk about the Word of God after spending time in the Word, after meditating on it. 
just letting it sink in, reminding ourselves of the goodness of God after that. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You guys, one of the major themes of the book is Joshua is our dependency, the, the being obedient to see the fulfillment of God. That's one of the major themes if you're reading Joshua is our obedience brings about God's blessing. It's, it's all throughout this book. For then, for then, for then. Guys, there's got to be a response that we have to God that brings us into the blessing. There's got to be a response. There's got to be, in salvation, there has to be a response. If we're presented with the opportunity to trust our lives in Jesus Christ, to, to hear that He is the way, the truth, the life, to hear that there is no other way to heaven. He is the only way. To know that He is good and only good. And then have that presented to us. Guess what? We still have the opportunity of response. Here's the gift. Here's the gift. But you've got to receive it. It can be offered to you all day long. You've got to receive it. Then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I want to make a, a radical statement. God needs us. I know we hear, it, we hear it all the time that He doesn't. We hear, we probably all prayed it. We probably all taught it. We probably all said that at some point. Well, God doesn't need us. You know, I mean, you know, he's God, you know, he, he's all-sufficient, all-knowing, all-powerful. Friends, here's, here's how I know that God needs us. Because he chose that. He planned that. He chose to need us. God chose to need us. There's God and there's Adam in the garden. God could have very easily been like, Adam, that's a dodo bird. That's a kiwi bird. That's a penguin. I know, they don't look like birds, but those... There's an elephant. There's a gnu. But that's not what God did. He said, Adam, name him. What does that look like to you? That's a gnu, Lord. You're absolutely right, buddy. That's a gnu. God chose. He purposed to need us. Is God almighty, all-powerful, all-sufficient? All... Yeah, Absolutely. But he chose to include us. He chose to need us. He chose to bring us into his plan. The completed work of Jesus Christ. It is completed. It is finished. But you know what? You and I are needed to spread that good news. So he said, go into all the world, preaching the gospel to every creature. We are needed. Jesus told his disciples, referencing miracles, said greater things then these will you do also. Right? And Jesus covered the gamut of miracles. We look, we look in the realm of the miraculous and we go, you raised the dead, you brought a new ear after it had been sliced off, you healed, you healed leprosy, you restored skin. You, Lord, how, what's greater than this? I'll tell you what's greater than this. We get to actually see lives healed. We get to see salvations. We get to be used in the south. That's the greatest miracle of all. 
We get to point people to Jesus Christ. And he says, this you'll get to be used in. This, this will be part of what you do. You will see this. You will see lives healed and transformed. So does God, does God need us in, in the true theological sense of it? You know, he, he's mighty. So not in that sense. But in the sense of what he chose to do. What he chose to be his plan. Yes, he needs us. Because he chose it that way. He chose it that way. He could have named the animals. He could have done all the things that we've been asked to do. But he didn't do that. He included us in his plan. Let's get back to encouragement. (laughs) Moses reveals this vital role of leadership while shaping up-and-comer, soon-to-be leader, Joshua. Moses hears God's commands to encourage Joshua. Moses encourages Joshua. He throws out the promise, the prophetic, the presence. Then the Lord himself encourages Joshua after Moses is dead, encouraging him not to fear, but to be strong and courageous. And then check this out. The officers of Israel's army then encouraged Joshua as well promising their loyalty and urging him to take the leadership. So down to verse 10 now. We, we read, I believe it was oh, 5 through 9, so this is verse 10. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you were to pass over this Jordan to go in and to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Verse 16, And they, the officers of the people... Answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only. Be strong and courageous. He's encouraged by Moses. He's encouraged by God. Along the line, friends, we have to encourage ourselves. If uh, one of my musicians could come on up, that would be wonderful. We've got to encourage one another. But friends, we've got to encourage ourselves We've got to encourage ourselves. We've got to remind ourselves of the promises of God. And we've got to remind ourselves that they're true. We've got to remind ourselves that He is with us, that we're not doing this alone. I love the fact that that these officers of the army, the officers of the people, that they got the message. I love that they're repeating back to Him the message. We're with you. We will do what you say. Only we need to know that the Lord is with you and He is with you. As He was with Moses, He is with you. And they're just, they're just mimicking what God had already said. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. They're just repeating the message they've heard. Friends, if we want people to repeat the message of God's goodness, 
you know, the, the people that matter in our lives, if we want our children, if we want our spouses, if we want our co-workers, then we've got to constantly be reminding them of God's goodness. We've got to be quick with the prophetic. And the presence. There's no substitute for the presence of God. Friends, encouragement is contagious. Encouragement is vital. Encouragement makes leaders. Encouragement makes leaders better. Encouragement is contagious, friend. It sticks. It's memorable. You know, a lot of times we talk about like division is contagious and like like gossip is contagious. Friends, encouragement is contagious. Encouragement is contagious. Those who want to be used in the shaping of leaders must encourage them. Those who want to be the best possible leaders must encourage others. Those who want to be the best possible followers must encourage others. Encouragement brings about courage. You know anybody that could use some courage in their life? You know anyone that's walking through a difficult time that could use some encouragement? Some, some, some courage? Then give them encouragement. Provide them with encouragement. It can be simple. Hey, I believe in you. You can do it. You can do it. I know it's hard. But, but I believe in you. And God is with you. It doesn't have to be this profound thing, guys. If we know of anybody that could benefit from having some more courage, then let's encourage them. Do we know of anybody that needs to be reminded of God's presence so they're not alone? Then encourage them with that. Do we know anyone that needs to be reminded of God's promises, of His plans, of His purposes, of His strength, of His love? Then encourage them with that. Do we know anyone that could use some courage? Prophesy over them. 